بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته سورة المائدة is one of the latter Madani surahs so far in the Quran we started off with a Makki surah surah al-Fatiha which is one of the earliest complete surahs to be revealed from then on we've had Madani surahs Surah Al-Baqarah, Surah Ali Imran, Surah An-Nisa. And this is now the last in a sequence of Madani Surahs. It contains one of the last verses to be revealed, which is the third verse. Al-Yawma akmaltu lakum deenakum, wa atmamtu alaykum ni'mati, wa raditu lakum al-Islam deena. The rough translation of this. This day I have perfected for you your religion and completed my favor upon you and have approved for you Islam as your religion. Subhanallah. This verse is truly an amazing verse. It emphasizes the great blessing that Islam as a religion is for us. The final message, the essence of the best of all previous messages. We have the greatest of all prophets, the final scripture which is a summary of all the best of previous scriptures. These are all blessings we can't even begin to enumerate, but we should show gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this blessing, which in reality we take for granted. The verse itself was revealed on Hajjatul Wada'a, the farewell pilgrimage, and it was revealed on the ninth day, on the day of Arafah. And when it was revealed, Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anh started to cry. And the Prophet said, what makes you cry? And he said, what made me cry is that our religion is now being perfected for us. Now that it is perfect, nothing is perfect except that it is bound to deteriorate. Subhanallah. Umar ibn al-Khattab had a very deep understanding of religion. And he understood that while revelation was still coming down, they were on a continuous process of improvement. But once the revelation is finished, that means they've reached the peak. And once they've reached the peak, that means there is only one way which is down again. The Prophet ﷺ Islam began as something strange and it will return as something strange again. So give glad tidings to the strangers. So this hadith gives hope that after that period of deterioration, again, there will be a rejuvenation and a revitalization of the religion. Now, being one of the later Madani surahs, you will find that the dialogue with other religions, which began in Surah Al-Baqarah, Ali Imran, and was carried through in Surah An-Nisa as well. In this surah, the dialogue with other religions is more emphatic, and the language is more intense. In the 17th verse of the Quran, uh, uh, 17th verse of Surah Al-Ma'idah, لَقَدْ كَفَرَ الَّذِينَ قَالُوا إِنَّ اللَّهَ هُوَ الْمَسِيحُ بْنُ مَرْيَمُ قُلْ فَمَنْ يَمْلِكُ مِنَ اللَّهِ شَيْئًا إِنْ أَرَادَ أَنْ يُهْلِكَ الْمَسِيحَ بْنَ مَرْيَمَ أُمَّهُ وَمَنْ فِي الْأَرْضِ جَمِيعًا وَلِلَّهِ مُلْكُ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَمَا بَيْنَهُمَا يَخْلُقُ مَا يَشَاءُ وَاللَّهُ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٌ They have certainly disbelieved who say that Allah is Christ, the son of Mary. Say, then who could prevent Allah at all if he had intended to destroy Christ, the son of Mary, or his mother, or everyone on the earth? To Allah belongs the dominions of the heavens and the earth, and whatever is between them, he creates what he wills, and Allah is over all things competent. 
To understand this harsh tone, you have to understand that this is now the latter Madani period. The Prophet ﷺ has performed countless miracles. The Qur'an has now all but been revealed. The Prophet ﷺ also has political and military supremacy in the region. So this harsh tone is addressed to those people who stubbornly still reject the Prophet ﷺ. But even within that harsh tone, there is a recognition that amongst the people of the book, and particularly Christians, there are people who, when they hear the truth, submit to it and are sincere seekers of the truth. And when they hear uh, what has been revealed to the messenger, you see their eyes overflowing with tears because of what they have recognized of the truth. They say, Our Lord, we have believed, so register us among the witnesses. The central three theme of Surah Al Ma'idah is found in the opening verse Ya ayyuhalladina amanu, awfu bil uqud. O you who have believed, fulfill all your contracts and obligations. This is the only surah which begins with Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu. In fact, in the whole Quran, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu, O you who believe, is mentioned around 86 times, 16 of which can be found in this surah alone. As a personal challenge, why not try and read Surah Al Ma'idah and see if you can identify all the Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu? Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anh said, When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu, you should prick up your ears and pay attention, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is now going to mention an obligation which he expects you to do, or a prohibition which he expects you to keep away from. Now this central theme of fulfilling your contracts or obligations, for many of us, our mindset immediately moves to financial contracts. That is not the only type of contracts. That's not even the main type of contracts. Our belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our shahada, la ilaha illallah, is a type of contract. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us, sustains us, and we must worship Him alone. And if we do so without associating any partners with Him, He will forgive us and enter into jan- enter us into Jannah. That is a type of contract, an obligation. We also as citizens of this country, have obligations and responsibilities to our fellow citizens. Whether you've taken part in a ceremony or not, whether you were born here or not, you still have obligations to your fellow citizens. This surah is all about obligations and fulfilling your contracts. There are somewhere in the region of 19 different types of obligations or rulings mentioned in this surah. There are laws relating to the meat, which is lawful and unlawful. There are laws relating to marriage. There are laws relating to prohibitions while on pilgrimage. There are laws relating to prohibition of alcohol, gambling, use of arrows for divination and idolatry. There are laws relating to making wudu and tayammum in the absence of water. There are laws relating to dropping up, drawing up a will when death approaches and taking witnesses. And there are laws relating to the penal code. And in the spirit of the obligations and laws, there is a very unequivocal uh, or three unequivocal verses which emphasize that hukum legislation belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. In verse 44, In verse 45, And in verse 47, And whoever does not judge by what Allah has revealed, 
then he is from the disbelievers. And then in the other verse, then they are from the oppressors. And in the last verse, then they are from the defiantly disobedient. No shadow of a doubt left. The hukum legislation belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it's from the primary obligations that those who have authority, who have, who have power, must fulfill their responsibility towards. The backdrop to the surah are three main stories. The story of Bani Israel who breached their covenant, their obligations with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and failed to enter the Holy Land when ordered by Musa. There is also the story of Habil and Qabil, Cain and Abel, where Qabil murdered Habil through jealousy when his sacrifice to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was not accepted and Habil's was accepted. And there is of course the story of the disciples of Isa alayhi salam which gives its name to the surah itself, Al-Ma'idah, the table spread with food. This table spread with food is often confused uh, with the Christian story of the final supper. In fact, when you look at the four Gospels, uh, there is uh, a description of a table spread with food and a huge meal which took place as a miracle. This is known as the meal on the mountainside. It's also known as the uh, a miracle preceding the Eucharist or the feeding of the 5,000. All the four Gospels seem to talk about this miracle. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described it in the Quran. Allah Isa alayhi salam, the son of Mary, said, O oh Allah, O oh our Lord, send down to us a table spread with food from the heaven to be for us a festival for the first of us and the last of us and a sign from you and provide for us and you are the best of providers. The backdrop to this story is that the disciples of Isa alayhi salam came to Isa alayhi salam and asked him for a miracle, a table spread with food from heaven to come down to them, for it to be a eid for them that they could all eat from it. Now Isa alayhi salam's initial reaction shows this is an inappropriate request. And uh, some of the scholars of tafsir compare the companions of the Prophet they would never ask the Prophet for such a miracle. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has shown us enough miracles, enough signs. It is quite um, presumptuous to go to a prophet and ask for more physical miracles of this type. But when Isa alayhi salam had warned them and they insisted, he finally made dua for a table spread with food to come down from heaven. And according to the majority of scholars of tafsir, this miracle actually happened. And a table spread with food came with seven breads and seven pieces of fish. And it was the most delicious and exquisite meal that anyone had ever tasted. And thousands of people every day would come and they would eat and it would never deplete in any way whatsoever. And then the next day they would come and again they would eat and it would not deplete. Until one night some people started to steal parts of the food and take it home thinking that the next day it might not be there. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala lifted the table up to the heavens and they were not seen again. Now Ibn Umar radiallahu an said that the, the, the most severest to be punished on the Day of Judgment are three. The people of Pharaoh, the hypocrites, and those who witness this miracle of the table spread with food. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows you signs, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows you miracles, if after that you still disbelieve, if after that you still reject, 
then the most severest punishment is reserved for you. And that is exactly what happened to some of those disciples or some of those followers of Isa alayhi salam. Despite enjoying this physical miracle, eating to their fill from the food of heaven, some of them still disbelieved. And hence, the most severest punishment on the Day of Judgment is reserved for them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us for our shortcomings and guide us to the straight path. Ameen. Ya Rabbal Alameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.